So a Nintendo Direct happened today, and there was a lot of Mario game remakes. Welcome to the Switch Clicks Podcast, episode 153. My name is Dakota, and today I'm joined by Nathan. So today, there was a Nintendo Direct, obviously. Um, we've been basically waiting for weeks on different... Uh, leaks and whatnot or if something was going to happen in September because for the past I don't know eight years or so there's been a direct in September so we were patiently waiting yeah and uh, normally we would upload an episode on the Wednesday but of course it is Friday now because the direct happened on a Thursday which I think this is maybe the first time we ever uploaded on a Friday yeah normally we just delayed a day right yeah mostly the directs <laughs> have been like always on a Wednesday like some, sometime earlier this week, but this is uh, this is the first time I've seen it this late. Frankly, doesn't matter. We got a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot to cover, so we might as well just get started. With, the first thing that they showed was the Splatoon 3 DLC side order. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you might want to say your touch first. <laughs> so, here's the thing. It's like they, they, they do the same thing they always do with the trailers. It's all showcasing, no talking. And so we're left uh, speculating on what they're doing. And one of the first things we see is uh, Pearl from Splatoon 2 is now a drone or something. Or she's maybe controlling a drone. We don't know. Uh, she's going to be like the companion throughout our trip. And this doesn't seem like your typical Splatoon adventure. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind when I see this is an RPG in that sense. Where... Your every shot has like a damage indicator, a damage number indicator, kind of like any hack and slash or any uh, any what do you call those? Oh, Genshin Impact, that sort of thing. Um, all these numbers start appearing with every shot you you take, um, and it looks like there is also a skill tree in this game that you can upgrade. I'm not sure if it's like every level or if it's throughout the entire adventure. And I've heard some people talk about how this might be a little bit of a roguelike type of game. Um, you know, it it's all it's all speculation at this point. Um, there's also this custom color palette. Uh, we had a glimpse of this character from Splatoon 2 called Deadfish, which is a play on Dead Mouse. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff covered in this trailer, but it's all showcase, no talk. We we know a lot of stuff, but we, we, at the same time, we don't know anything. Yeah, and I, f I saw a few people on Twitter kind of dissecting it just a little bit. I'm not too into the Splatoon community, yeah. um, but I saw kind of the top layer. People were pointing out that, oh, the the main hub looks slightly different than when we first saw the teaser trailer, but that's only because they were probably early in development at the time, yeah. um, as well as people were kind of making points that uh, the whole aesthetic of like the white and red and kind of eerie plainness of it all yeah. was kind of portal -like, oh yep which <laughs> kind of cool because those enemies all had red eyes yep. and kind of like the turrets so people yeah i'm i'm sold everyone <laughs> pretty much gravitated to portal comparisons because it i mean i i'm honestly expecting it to be that way because of the main antagonist probably being the same as octo expansion yeah. wait yeah I've never made. I've never put two and two together for that. An yeah, AI, an evil robot, an AI antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That would be. That's kind of. That would be very awesome. 
if you have to corrupt him with like well you're basically corrupting him with music yeah in the in the first dlc yeah the first time you go across <laughs> you basically weaken him because your music is way too powerful what if wow that is a weird connection <laughs> uh, uh that <laughs> But you said you said roguelike earlier, yeah. And that is my all-time favorite genre. And if they actually make a Splatoon roguelike, uh, I'm totally down. <laughs> if they do it right, if they do it right, and I have a feeling they this is pretty likely just because of the way that the levels were designed, or at least the level selects. From what I can tell, it's kind of like, it's kind of like more i guess that's i guess that's a way they kind of input uh, implement difficulty whereas everything else has been life-based so far like from the very first game to splatoon 3 so far maybe they're doing it like an actual roguelike where you actually lose all this progression that you've gone through maybe they have roguelike elements once again we don't know yeah the uh luckily i like the aesthetic that they're going for it's very similar to Octo Expansion, yeah, but like, weirdly plain, and I'm assuming there's has to be a reason for that. Um, my current theory is this: this is an origin ish, yeah, for that area, yeah. So Splatsville, uh, <laughs> whatever the Splatsville town is called, Incopolis Square, Incopolis. Yeah, this could be like an origin. How Pearl kind of saved marina but then didn't the dead fish thing mention marina uh dead fish did did mention marina because they were friends okay so my theory is gone (laughs) it's okay i guess a lot of people have been theorizing i think nintendo i'm not even sure if this was even true or not but um side order was supposedly a uh what if scenario of octo expansion if the player loses because we actually do get to see a fully rendered cutscene of a game over it's not just a game over sign true you get a fully rendered cutscene of game over and some dialogue oh no splitting timelines already (laughs) now i don't believe this is completely splitting timelines i do believe this could involve um i don't think it's even a split timing at all it's probably like a virtual world type of what if scenario um i know this was something that they did in marvel uh I don't know if it counts as MC or not, but Agents of the Shield had this uh, virtual world that the characters got uh, were pushed into, and the virtual world was basically a what-if scenario uh, where Hydra kind of won and dominated the world. And I think that might be the similar hmm. situation here, where they're playing a simulation of if uh, Commander Tartar won that battle at the end of Octo Expansion. Yeah, that could be interesting. As long as they give more plot, oh. and it's all real, and they don't just get to the end of the game and says, "Gotcha, it was a dream." <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, it, I think they're going to go way more than the dream because, I mean, nobody wants a, nobody wants a typical fake dream isekai type of story. Yeah, the other thing I'm waiting for is the music. So far, it's just been like, yeah, not much, but. That Octo Expansion first song just slaps so hard, and I'm just waiting for something to slap even harder. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, if you go back to the trailer, at the very end, there's a bit of music, eerie-sounding t- music, but you know what? It sounds strangely lyrical. I feel like that's going to be what the 
the crazy off the hook song is going to be featuring dead fish. That'd be sick. Yeah, that's I, I am. That's my prediction. I'm calling it right now. And I hope that's the case because that would be that would be that would sound really good. The next thing they announced uh, was Mario versus Donkey Kong. <sighs> um, this was leaked. And it wasn't... Well, rumored. Yeah, it was leaked, unfortunately, kind of. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it was still quite a surprise, considering yeah. it's actually a remake of the Game Boy Advance game. Yeah. Um, it seems like Nintendo is going back and remaking games... Of series that they've kind of lost the touch of. <laughs> yeah, they just like because games... Mario vs. Donkey Kong is that's a dead franchise. Yeah, they every game they try to make from that is not good. There was a colossal failure on the 3DS and Wii U that they tried to do. <laughs> yeah, and that exact point is further pointed out on their last announcement. We'll, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, um, I got no, nothing I, to say. About I this. don't know what the leak. I don't know what the leak price was or if they had prices. Um, if, I think if if it's like fifty bucks, it might be a little much. Think, I'll wait for it to go on sale. You know, I'm actually gonna search it up right now. Uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Uh, I believe someone said it was fifty dollars. I I don't know. I'm not sure if Nintendo has it on their website yet. They probably do. Pre-orders may have gone up. Yeah, it seemed like pre-orders were going up pretty often. Pre-orders. Um, game info. No, I don't see Nintendo website. If it's like more than 50 US, I mean, then I'm just going to probably pass and maybe wait for it to go on sale. Uh, oh, I think they have it. Uh, it is... Am I on the Canadian website? Oh, I'm on the Canadian website. Give me one second. <laughs> um, it's 65 Canadian. If you can approximate that. Yeah, that's kind of rough. Uh, it's $50 American. So that's pretty much... Yeah. That you're 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 right. It's, That's like right on the line of like maybe. <laughs> yeah, especially for a remake of this scale, like this would be, especially for a strategy game, like I'm not sure people would be willing to cash in fifty bucks for, yeah, for something like this. Like I can understand maybe like a remake for, like a different type of Game Boy game. You know, something more action oriented. But this Mario Pinball, Mario even Mario, well, <laughs> Mario Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would not pay for that either, considering they could just literally get you could literally play any pinball game and get a get a similar experience. Yeah, <laughs> like I have Mario Pinball. Sure, like, you get to go travel around the world, but that's really all it is. It's just pinball. Mm-hmm. Now, I was a big fan of the Mario vs. Donkey Kong on DS. I really liked that game when I was little. I heard good things so. about that game, but I haven't played it. I think that was the last good one. Last good one. If I remember correctly. And then it yeah. went downhill. Which that was like <laughs> 15 years ago. Yeah. Just <laughs> at least over a decade. That's insane. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while for, for that. Speaking of been a while, which doesn't really work because we only saw it a few months ago, but Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they literally just showed the same things and just showed extra just a couple extra things but hey it's a it's a really good looking remake yeah i don't have much experience with the original game but that meter that they showed off yeah. is that's not in the original right i couldn't tell you to be honest because this is one of the few games i've never played 
Okay, because that seems like to make those animations on an SNES doesn't seem very feasible to me. Yeah. Especially to have that many combinations. So I have a feeling that's a new thing. It's probably a new thing. They probably have some new UI stuff. Yeah, which probably of a, uh, probably negates some of the grind that I've heard the game has. <sighs> yeah, I, I've heard some notoriously bad things about how the game is super grindy. I hope they... I hope they got the scaling better on that on this version. Yeah, I still am not used to like squished Mario or squished art style, but <laughs> yeah. I think I'll probably pick it up once it comes out. Yeah, squished Mario was a kind of an interesting thing, especially when like, well, I don't want to say the same thing about Mario vs. Donkey Kong, but I know there's a couple of games there that had the mini art style, <laughs> and that was a fairly interesting design choice. And that comes out in November. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna still be playing Wonder and Spider Man. Yeah, so there's two maybe there's two games we're, we're more <laughs> interested in. Super Mario RPG, I'm definitely excited for. I'm just not sure when I'll play it because there's another game that I'll, I'll we'll mention later that I'll talk about. Um, yeah, so there's a couple games that were announced in between uh, what we mentioned, Prince of Persia. We all know that was people were really vocal about it on Twitter, defending the game like oh, you shouldn't hate this game that much. And then they had this racing game called Horizon Chase 2. I have no clue what, where or what. Well, that's a mobile game. That's the mobile game. <laughs> uh, there's it's gotta be. Super Crazy Rhythm Castle. Yeah, I guess uh, I've seen more interesting rhythm games, to be honest with you. Uh, Spy Anya. Spy, I, honestly, I I don't know. <laughs> Anime game. Anime game. <laughs> um, after Super Mario uh, RPG, there was a... DS game that was finally localized to the West called uh, Another Code. Uh, these two games were they're like a third-person adventure game, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of like along the lines of a mystery th uh, mystery genre. I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. One was released on the DS and another was re released on the Wii, but only in Japan. Yeah. And this seems to be a big deal, but I've never heard of this game. Yeah. I I honestly don't have anything to say about it other than be, being happy that's finally in the West because yeah uh, it we live in the year twenty twenty three we probably shouldn't be getting any exclusives region exclusives now well <laughs> in this day and age there are still games that are announced in a Japanese direct and not a Western direct uh, such so. as this direct itself which I never bothered looking at um, yeah most of the time it's like oh uh actually last direct there was this baseball game that's super big in Japan. What in the world? But nobody knows what it is. <laughs> it's, it's like a weird chibi baseball game. Chibi I'll see baseball. if I can find it after the show. What in the world? I, the only... Very odd. Yeah. The only mainstream baseball game I know of is... And, is, you know, MLB The Show. Like... <laughs> like yeah, well, yeah, like that's, that's very Western. Very Western. Even, even during its uh, exclusivity days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what came after that was Princess Peach Showtime. That was the title to, for this game. I I got no comment. I got nothing to say about that title. I mean, what else were they going to call it? I think I prefer the original name. <laughs> a, game, a new game featuring Princess Peach. A new game featuring Princess Peach. I mean, yeah, I guess they couldn't just call it Super Princess Peach 2 because it's not related to that game. But, you know. They could have just pulled a uh, Untitled Goose game. Untitled, untitled Peach game. Untitled Princess Peach game. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that works. <laughs> um, one of the interesting things in this game is that Peach gets all these different types of um, abilities, costumes, 
personas or I don't know what you call it. Um, power ups. Uh, personas. Personas. <laughs> uh, personas. She gets to one of the first one that they showed off was Sword Peach. She actually like gets a gets into a, what, a swashbuckler type of costume and starts wielding yeah. a sword. Uh, the next one is a detect- detective. Um, not very surprising. Uh, Patissier Peach. Um, she's a baker now. And Kung Fu Peach, which actually surprised me because I never expected to see Peach like that. Even after, especially with Super Smash Bros. existing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say about this game. <laughs> yeah. It looks a little bit simple. It looks pretty simple. But it has like the same kind of energy as a Luigi's Mansion game. Yeah. I... Where you're set into a, a building, you go into, through the different uh, Stage. rooms. Stages, quite literally and... stages. Actually, yeah, wow. <laughs> and then you get like a slightly different power-up every single time. Yep. But sometimes they use it in later levels, but oftentimes they don't. Yep. It's It also doesn't seem like a game that's meant to be hard. Mm-hmm. So this could just be like a, like a demographic play yeah. for Nintendo. It also kind of seems a bit more puzzle-oriented than your typical Mario game. Well, I see, I wouldn't even say that. Because it, it looks so basic. It looks you very get the basic. Power up. Yeah. Like, okay, you get into a room. There are vines on the other side of the room. Yeah. Go get the power up in the middle of the room. Yeah. Destroy the vines. They had that exact same thing with the detective peach. <laughs> it was, oh, there's a wall of stuff on this corkboard. Mm-hmm. Go get this detective peach power up. Then press A on the corkboard. Yeah. I don't know where, where's the evolution in gameplay after that. <laughs> That's the thing I'm kind of worried about. Like, how big are we talking about with this game? Like, is this going to be like some 30, like, is this going to be like some five hour adventure or maybe a 50 hour adventure? Who knows? Yeah. And considering Patessier Peach, Baker Peach, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they put such a hard name for that. They could have just called her Baker Uh, Peach. She had, yeah, she had like that little mini game where she had to put the dollops of whipped cream on the cake so i'm really worried that all these are just like mini games that they couldn't put into like a mario party so each each level is just a stage that you're on and then the curtain closes and you get to move on to the next level that'd be yeah very... and each you would have like a collection of 20 levels each of them have a different mini game uh, they have to beat. that makes me a little worried because it's not at the scale of super princess peach yeah I don't think this is going to be anywhere near Super Princess Peach. Yeah, that's my standard. If it's not going to pass it, oh well. I guess they tr- at least they tried. It could also be a Barbie moment where <laughs> the game is not meant for any hardcore players. It's really just for young kids or or a different demographic. Honestly, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if it existed purely for that reason. You know, there's a game for everyone. And if uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder isn't able to do that, then this game surely can. Mm-hmm. Well, the games after that uh, were Saga, another, Emerald Beyond, just another JRPG. Just another Saga <laughs> game, and then Tomb Raider 1 to 3, remastered. Um, featuring Laura Croft. Featuring Laura Croft. <laughs> <laughs> they have to put, you have to put her name in the title. Um, so I guess this was kind of in line with the whole other, the whole, like, there's been all these Tomb Raider collaborations I've been seeing popping up lately. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't think there's a 
anniversary. There's no anniversary. There's no special event. I just I just see Laura Croft in Call of Duty, and then I see her here now. What are they doing? Oh yeah. What's up? What's <laughs> up with Tomb Raider? Like, are they ramping up for something really big and special? Well, I guess the Prime Video has the show. <laughs> if you want to count that. Sure. I mean, I'm not really too big on Tomb Raider. I just know it's they're pretty decent games. At least the first, <laughs> the first few. Yeah, it looks like the original came out in 1996. Only so we are still yeah. three years away from any celebrations. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. the The remastered part looks actually pretty good. Yeah, um, it looks Switch level. Switch level. <laughs> it's manageable. Yeah, it's manageable. Um, oh wait, come to think of it, is this the first time this is on a Nintendo console? I believe this is the first Tomb Raider on a Nintendo console. Yeah, because yes. everything has been PlayStation-centric, really. Which is interesting. Um, I'm not sure who owns the IP to Tomb Raider, um, uh, but I'm pretty Square sure every game Enix? so far... Oh yeah, they probably own that. I think Square Enix <laughs> does it, or at least they have it for the modern games. I'm not sure about the later, the older games. Yeah, obviously you can tell we know nothing about Tomb Raider. Yeah. So <laughs> I just know the I just know the game. There's there's a couple of games, and then after three, I think everything just went downhill from that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're they've never I, been on Nintendo. It, it, this is like the first time. Yeah, that's that's good on them. Good on them. Thank you, thank you, whoever it is, uh, Aspire, Square Enix. I don't know who owns it, but thank you. Speaking of a game that looks. Under Switch level, <laughs> Detective Pikachu returns. Oh no! It's they're it's such a uh, it's such a Pokemon Company game. The, it's it looks like garbage. I'm not gonna yeah. put, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it at all. It looks like crap. You know what hurts even more? It's the fact that we've gotten so many good looking spinoffs before this, and then and then we <laughs> and then we get this garbage looking <laughs> subpar even even for 3D like. This looks like a 3DS game. This is this is no business doing. This has no business here on the Switch. Yeah, the only excuse I can see is that they were gonna put it on the 3DS, <laughs> but they just they ended up not doing that Alpha and just uh, basically up uh, updating the models, but only upscaling. You know, and not updating. You know what? You might actually be right. To be honest with you, uh, to be honest, like I. I I think I think they if wanted to. If you look at to. the trailer, there are no shadows. There's no shadows. There's no there's no lighting <laughs> system in this game. It's literally just a 3DS game. And what's the gameplay? What what do you do in this game? I don't know. What did you do in the first Detective <laughs> Pikachu game? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I could see more things because it was a touchscreen. Yeah. You could maybe do like a Professor Layton thing. But if they're making a sequel for the Switch, what do you do in this game? I mean, it, it might... Do you walk around and talk to people with, and they don't have voice acting? Bro. Yeah, this game needs... this. Well, I don't know. There's, there's so many bad things that this game could be, and it's already showing. <laughs> like, it, it's... it's. I could do. I could go on a whole rant on why this is just horrible, and I can't wait to see <laughs> if this game sells or not. <laughs> I think it's going to be like a D-tier game on our play-it-by-tier reviews. <laughs> probably <laughs> oh boy i'm so scared about this i'm so scared if i even buy it i think it's like full price oh so. this is why i don't play pokemon anymore <laughs> it's too expensive 
Let's see. Detective Pikachu Returns on Nintendo Switch is sixty four ninety nine American Canadian. So it's Wait, fifty bucks. Can, it's fifty uh, bucks Canadian. American then. It's also eligible yeah. for a voucher, I think. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not spending my precious voucher on this game. This is depressing. This is just, yeah. This is this is a really low for even a especially for a spinoff standard. Like I cannot stand them not not putting any effort into this and they're not even putting out in a i don't even think they're reprinting the amiibo i i doubt it yeah i'm so glad i bought that when i could yeah good <laughs> good on you good on you that was a good time <laughs> this is luckily i still have it in the box yeah so. they're like really half-assing it here this does not look like they they really cared which is fine. More money will go to the DLC that I forgot came out this week. Uh, more money will go to the movie that will inevitably come out. Oh yeah, they said they're working on the sequel. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather <laughs> watch the movie at this point because why, like it's just way better. It's crazy because now I don't. I, we're not going to see that movie for like another four or five years. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, the, that writer strike is like that is, and it's Warner Brothers. So that's going to hurt them. Good the luck most. getting it. Yeah, that's that's going to hurt them a lot. Oh well, uh, it's fine. I mean, I mean, like, what's that going to change really besides character age? Yeah. Uh, next thing was Trombone Champ. This was this was kind of cool. I heard this was like going around the internet a bit, unless. Unless I'm wrong. Yeah, when it originally came out on Steam, yeah. it kind of went viral on the internet. <laughs> um, just because of how dumb it was. Yep. And it was kind of funny. I liked it. Um, I never played it, but yeah. it, it looked fun. Yep. Um, and then they put it on the Switch. <laughs> and this is like one game I've ever seen that uses the uh, the IR uh, oh. control on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> the IR and motion controls with a Joy-Con. This was like... This was purely an intent. This is this really fits well with the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's complete genius because the whole point on on Steam, yeah. you use your mouse. Yeah. You move your mouse up and down according to where you want mm -hmm. it. But with the controller now, you stick your hand in front of the <laughs> the Joy-Con. Yeah. <laughs> you can stick the Joy-Con probably up to your mouth uh, a bit. Yeah. And you could just move your hand back and forth like you would with a trombone. Gosh, this is this is one two switch. Genius. This is one two switch level of fun here. This is exactly this. This should. This really is something that you feel would come from Nintendo. And honestly, I I love it. I love it. I honestly, even though I'm probably never gonna play it, I'm just gonna love seeing the reactions of people trying to play this on the Switch now with <laughs> Joy-Con, trying to move around, trying not to die of laughter while they're playing. Yeah. The one thing I was kind of disappointed by was they didn't confirm any, like, Nintendo licensed music. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping for, I think, like, some Super Mario Odyssey music uses some, like, saxophone. You could yeah. just replace it with a trombone. Yeah. You could do the the Tears of the Kingdom sax with oh a trombone. Gosh, I, uh... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> But luckily, the Steam community—if you buy it on Steam—they have mods, oh, so you can just course. upload your own songs. Of course, yeah, so that's that's inevitable. Potentially, a Zelda fan out there uploaded that. I might have to look into that. That's probably not. Don't give them any ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy the game if they had Nintendo music. That's I would what too. I that with, uh, that one uh, sushi rhythm game, Sushi Strikers. 
No, the other the other game with the to the necrodancer with the drums. Oh, uh, I don't remember that one. It's uh, tell you, it's a popular arcade game in Japan. Uh, they released it on the Switch. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Oh well, we'll see how it goes. Um, but you know that's a, that's a, that's a really good third party game there that they added. Gotta say, it's a perfect fit. Um. Mm-hmm. Now the next few games were not really that interesting. Um, you know, got Battle Crush. I mean, I, I I'm not I even remember what Battle Crush was. I think Battle Crush was like a I don't know. I, I I'm not even gonna. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for anyone who's actually excited for this game. Um, I I honestly you can bet money that this is a JRPG. Let me check. It's probably it probably is. <laughs> it doesn't even show up on the website. <laughs> I genuinely apologize to anyone oh. excited for this. <laughs> this was the mobile MOBA game. Uh, okay, uh, I guess. Shall we? Is it safe? To move, like is it safe to move on? It's safe to move. It's on. safe to move on. It didn't look good at all. Uh, War Tales actually did kind of look a bit interesting. I think this was Square Enix saying they wanted to revive the tactical RPG genre. That was another game. But that, that was Unicorn. Oh, that's Unicorn. What's War Tales? War Tales is oh, it looks like basically Civ, you know, civilization oh. on, but like on a smaller scale where you actually move your troops. It's like Civ X uh, Fire Emblem. Oh, so Civ X, uh, what do you call it? Um, Advance Wars kind of thing, type of thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, which looks cool. Looks Not cool. my type of game, but. Yeah. Oh, but then the one that came after the answer that came after this was uh, called Contra Operation Gal- Galuga. Gal- I don't know how to pronounce it. Gal- Galuga. 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 So, you know, there was a couple a couple episodes ago. I don't. I'm not. I actually don't remember how far back it was. This was a couple months back. Tyler and I were discussing uh, potential 2D revivals, and one of the last games I mentioned was Contra. What do you know? There was a Contra 2D revival. <laughs> I I don't know if it was to be expected, especially coming from Konami being unex- oh, being like really unpredictable. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll also take the bragging rights for predicting this. I'm not I'm not crazy in saying this that they've re-released Contra a lot, right? Like that shows up yes. as an extra thing in Nintendo Directs pretty commonly. Yeah, pretty commonly. You could also find it in like all the Konami collections and whatnot, you know. And everyone knows this game because of the infamous code. Yeah. And also I I don't know if this was intentional or not, but because of the title Contra Operation Galuga, it's Contra OG and it's a remake of the original. Hey, that's actually a I didn't even notice that. Right when they announced it, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, that can't be, that can't be a, uh, a coincidence. Yeah, that could not be a coincidence. I think, you know what? Wow, I could not put two and two together. You actually, you're you're a genius. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Marketing Contra OG. Although it probably went o- went over everybody's heads. Yeah, Contra OG. That's that's uh, you know, they're gonna put the Konami code. It's gonna do something insane in there. It's a 2D revival, and I get the bragging rights that I predicted it. <laughs> okay i think we're gonna speed it up a speed bit speed it up a bit considering we're half an hour in yep uh next game uh, uh skip unicorn overload i kind of talked about that square enix wanted to revive the tactical rpg genre but they didn't they forgot that nintendo already did that Moving insane on. naming convention 
You, I don't know why they keep pulling bad names. Just, just call something similar to Fire Emblem and there you go. Or just, why not just, just let Nintendo do it? Don't even try reviving it, because Nintendo's <laughs> already done it. Uh, Speaking of reviving, the dead! Uh, yeah, so Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, they're not calling it Dark Moon HD, which, finally, thank you. I don't want to call it by subtitles and different region stuff. Uh, this game looks like a better version of Dark Moon. Nothing else to say, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's my favorite game. Yeah, I'm probably not... Ooh, really? Well, it's not... It was a good game. It's memorable. Like, it was... Um, it actually... It was, it was a combined Luigi's Mansion with a more traditional Mario game in the sense of ex- exploration. Mm-hmm. You know, I welcome yeah. it. I'm... I'm not really a big fan of the Luigi's Mansion games. Yeah. I didn't really like 3, so... 3 was kind of mess. let it go. This is probably better than 3, to be honest with you. It's... It feels a lot longer, and, um, like, I guess collecting items just feels a lot more fun because it's a level-based game. So you get to go through, you get to, like, backtracking doesn't feel tedious. You don't have to go through the whole whole mansion. You just have to look through specific, ex- like, sections. Um, I think this is, uh, you know, this was an inevitable 3DS ports. This was going to happen. Doesn't, you know, nothing's really mm-hmm. changed so far. It's going to work. Next game on this list is not a game, actually. It is <laughs> a, a game. it is an update on Nintendo's next uh, non like amusement project. This is a museum that they're building in. I do not remember the city. It's basically it's in the Kyoto Prefecture, it's in, so it's just around the corner from their actual HQ. Yeah. So the roof of it has a Mario block, eight bit Mario block, and it's and they're going to call it the Nintendo Museum. And they're planning to finish it by March 2024. Yeah, when I was doing research on my trip to Japan earlier this year, I was surprised to not see any museum relating to Nintendo. Hey. And I was kind of disappointed when I saw, oh, they're actually making one. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> well, hey, let's, let's, at least this was one of their better kept secrets. Well, it was kind of a secret. They've been building it for like, I think, three years now. Yeah, they've been working on it and, you know. I mean, at Nintendo Museum, uh, once again, it's kind of that thing where is, is it going to be accurate or is it just going to be a, another marketing type of thing? Because you know... Well, I think it is going to be accurate because I remember reading something that there is an organization behind it that is meant to preserve these things. So they're gonna, they should have original stuff on display as well uh, that's probably... as the Game Boy from the Nintendo, uh, oh, the Nintendo the Store Golf, in New York. The Golf War Game Boy? It was removed a few months ago. The Golf War Game Boy. Yeah. It was removed a few months ago. Yeah. So Maybe that. it may have moved. Because I know it went back to California, but I didn't, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if they're transporting all the way to Japan again for that museum. But yeah. how far back? And as long, I think that, I don't know how long ago that was, yeah. but I think considering the location, it's m- more than likely that they have a lot of old relics of the time yeah. from 18, I think it was like 86 or something, 1880 something. <laughs> um, and if they do the museum correctly, then it'll be a, a really cool thing. There's two ways they can do it. They can do it in a history museum yeah. where you're brought from the beginning to present, yeah. which is always the best kind. Or they can just do what the Kyoto Manga Museum did and have one room with a bunch of interactive stuff on walls. <laughs> and that was crap. <laughs> <laughs> All 
that manga museum was just manga on a wall, yeah. and you can go see old stuff. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it's going to be history because of the fact that, well, I've heard I've heard bits of I've heard rumblings from uh, from other content creators and even uh, Kit and Krista, if you remember them from from Nintendo oh, yeah. Minute. Um, they were talking on their podcast about how Nintendo usually isn't that really good at keeping their history. So maybe this is kind of like this is kind of their chance at doing so. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the museum, uh, depending on the government, yeah. the museum will get subsidies from the government to Ooh. preserve these types of stuff. And considering Nintendo, I think, is the biggest. Uh, it's like one of the biggest companies in Japan. Yeah. So I would think they would get some kind of subsidies. I'm not sure about Japanese law or whatnot, but. Uh, also, these museums are built f- to uh, preserve these things. Yeah. So an old thing will come in, then they'll they'll fix it up and show it on display. So yep. I think it'll be very nice. And I'm expecting in March a bunch of uh, different influencers to go over and make a video about it. So I'm not going to watch any of them to not get spoiled on life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need to book another trip to Japan. Yeah, exactly. I, bro, I am stalking those flight costs <laughs> yeah you yeah there's at least you have a reason to go back because you have not finished everything in japan there's so much more for you to do listen i did like one percentage one percent of japan there you go <laughs> so, your meter is nowhere near full <laughs> yeah uh speaking of one percent speaking of saving me? speaking of saving up your money and not going broke well this is the opposite of that uh, you're gonna go broke from from this uh five amiibo or well, we got information about five amiibo, so we got. They were fully confirmed in detail. Fully confirmed in detail. The full models were showcased, and they were also they they're rough release. Well, one of them had a rough release date, but two of them actually had full release dates. Zelda and Ganondorf, November third. Goodbye, wallet. No. Well, luckily they're like. 26 bucks each so that's 50 bucks that's not bad that's not bad <laughs> next up is noah and mio in a set i believe um coming yes in a two-pack january 19th good luck that's gonna sell out really fast <sighs> yeah the the search for uh pyra and mithra online yeah that was a bloodbath <laughs> they did not make any of those <laughs> i you can bet i don't <laughs> you can bet the same they didn't here have any compatibility with with Xenoblade 2, I don't think they did. Uh, definitely not Xenoblade 2, but they for Xenoblade 3, for sure. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It was a bloodbath to find those. Yep. So I have to assume it's going to be more of a bloodbath because the Smash Brothers money isn't behind this one. Yeah, this is a legit, this is a legit full-on Xenoblade type of thing. Our local, our local GameStop is not taking pre-orders for Amiibo anymore. So I either have to find it online oh. or take my lunch break early to get to the mall. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> and they only... When I got my Power and Mithra, they only had three available. Holy. One was on hold, and one was on hold because a guy just called in while I was there. Dang, that was... <laughs> so I got... <laughs> I was so you lucky. You were so lucky. Man, that was... that's. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be crazy. I wish you good luck, though. This yeah. is at the this is the other last one. Oh. The other last one is Sora. So that means everybody is here. Everybody is and here. After I buy Sora, I will have every single Smash Brothers amiibo other than the alternate color for Rob. <laughs> the Famicom Rob? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you have to go to Japan and tr- 
hopefully find that. That's not well. That's the thing. They re-released it in the U.S. Yeah. And when they did that, I'm like, I don't need that. I'm not collecting them all. Yeah. Now I am, and now it's hard to find. <laughs> you know what? It's probably better to get the ja- Japan one just because just for consistency, because you know Famicom Japan only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and plus, you know, they, you know, the, have the Japan box art looks way better. To be honest with you, I, I cannot, I cannot say this enough, but having any kind of box art with Japanese text on there just looks way more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if I were to get a European one, it that's the worst one. That's the worst one. <laughs> Avoid those at all costs. Yeah. Um, Sora, I was a bit surprised though. They were kind of very quiet on that. I'm not sure if it was some closed doors negotiations between like Nintendo, Disney, Square Enix, or something, or if they were just intentionally waiting for costs. Mm-hmm. I didn't check if uh, if the Keyblade had the Mickey keychain on it. Oh, check. Want to actually look at it right now? Yeah, that. Uh... If it has Mickey, then that was definitely oh, I oh think it does. does. Oh my gosh! So they made a, they made a deal. I think we talked about the Sora amiibo earlier in the year, and we thought, yeah. oh, they could just re- remove that and they'll be fine. Yeah, because but they it has it. You know, Disney's usually really, really, really picky on their merchandise. They really want to get that money. Yeah, and. I'm curious to see what the copy- how much copyrights on the back of this. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna slap a lot more. Like the Activision, the Activision Nintendo type deal was easy. Capcom Nintendo was easy. Disney and Nintendo, that sounds like a pipe dream. But they did it. But they did it. <laughs> they somehow did it. I mean, they they work together with the Tsum Tsum things. That too, that and game. also the Dreamlight Valley game. So I guess they're kind of you know on good terms now that thing prints money that thing prints money in my valley oh my goodness yeah that was a they've that enough money enough money that they showcased at nintendo live so yeah it was crazy i guess that's the state of nintendo disney but you know a sora a sora amiibo i'm glad that they i'm glad that they finally showcased that and that finally uh, that also means that super smash Bros. ultimate finally gets to die <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the next game on this list is F Zero Ninety Nine, another ninety nine game. I I'm not so I'm not really fond of the series. How long is this one going to survive? Actually, you know what? I might say longer than I might say longer than any of the others because of the fact Besides Tetris Ninety Nine. <sighs> Tetris Ninety Nine deserves to die. That game does not make me happy at all. F Zero Ninety Nine on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> F-099 is unlike any other 99 game. You're actually playing simultaneously with every player, all players in the game, all at once. I don't know how they did that, but hey, you know what? That's crazy. Um, you know, you got your typical cosmetic unlocks. You got, you know, your music unlocks or whatever, whatever else you can unlock from a 99 game. Simple as that. But the fact that it's a racing game, a high-speed racing game with 99 players all at once... That sounds a little bit revolutionary. Mind you, it's so it's on the Switch, so yeah. probably there's not much hardware behind that, but they had it's all 2D sprites. It's all 2D sprites, but the, it looks kind of just like But there's hit detection. Uh, there's yeah, there's multiple hit detections that is a and you're lot of, be bouncing off walls. Bouncing off each other, bouncing off walls. That's a lot of hit detection. This game will this game's experience will all depend on how laggy <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online is. Yeah, 
Because, you know, as we all know, it's all peer-to-peer. There's no servers running. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Pac-Man 99 is dead at the end of October-ish. Yeah. yeah, because no one's playing it. Literally, I yeah. hop on a game right now, and it probably takes you, like, 10 minutes to load up into the lobby. Oof. Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, the game itself is I really think... good. Don't get me wrong. I'll certainly play F-099, but... Uh... Like the others, I probably won't stay with it very long. Yeah, I mean it is, and not it is, it is a battle royale, and it is also a very repetitive racing game. So <laughs> I don't want to hate F Zero, but you know they could have. Uh, everyone's been asking for like an F Zero GX remaster instead of this. You know I welcome it, but it's a ninety nine game. Like come on. All right, the next ones are... We're just going to speed through these. Yeah. Uh, Bandle Tale, Song of Nunu. Those are both League of Legends games. I do not care. I don't care. Uh, we got WarioWare Movement. Move, Move It. it uh, which, cool. It's just... Uh, it sounds like the new Wario voice is a little odd to get used to, just, but sure. Yeah, it's just a better... Ver- it's just a newer version of Smooth Moves at this point. Uh, I don't even want to try to pronounce this, but Something Chronicles. Eugen uh, Chronicles. It, 100 Heroes. <laughs> it kind of just looked like Fire Emblem uh, Engage, which had like 100 heroes yeah. to have. That game was crap anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, East, Eastward Octopia. I think that's like a DLC uh, expansion of a HD 2D game. Yeah. Um, I heard that Eastward was good. It had a physical release. Yeah. Um, I was going to try it, but it hasn't gone on sale very deep. Yeah. Um, we got Wargroove 2, yep. which is kind of hype, because I, I, for some reason I remember the original Wargroove having some drama behind it, but I don't remember what it was. Really? <laughs> okay. I, maybe I'm crazy, but that game came out like second year we were in high school, so that was... That, okay, that takes This me. is like <laughs> six years in the making. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Dave the Diver was the most and, random thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's actually a pretty big game on Steam. It's very popular. Really? It almost, it almost looks like it has the same gameplay loop as Moonlighter, where it's it's like a dungeon crawler, and you go get your items, and then in the daytime, you're, you're uh, selling those items to customers. And this is the exact same thing. That, you're going to dive, yep. get the items, and then you have a sushi bar, it looks like. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, and the reviews are very, very good on these. Oh, this game. Oh. So I might consider picking it up. Probably not on the Switch. Probably the Steam version's better. Well, maybe. I mean, this game sounds like yeah, it could have work better on the Steam than on Steam. Than yeah, depending Switch. on how the controls work. Yeah. If it's like directional aiming controls, then I'll probably get it on PC. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, and then they also had an Among Us map. I do not care. Fungal map, <laughs> yeah, Among Us, pretty sus. All right, moving on. It takes it takes them a year to make a map, but the community makes a map in like ten seconds. Yeah, okay, I mean, moving on. Yeah. <gasps> Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Beef. Booster Course Pass Wave Six. I have to say the whole thing because it's a really long title for the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe game. For the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe <laughs> game for Nintendo Switch for the Nintendo Switch system. There you go. Set it just like Nintendo <laughs> exactly. of America. Uh, so we got a glimpse of Daisy Circuit in hd cool cool that's one of my favorite maps yeah. from the week it was genuinely really fun and we got four new characters uh and i know a certain kaiser would be very happy with the first one that was announced here should i even say the name you'll probably summon him 
<laughs> oh dear, oh dear. I, I'm really afraid to say it. Okay, I'll say I'll it. Say it anyway. Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong is. What about Funky Kong? Funky Kong. Funky better. Kong is better, but everyone knows Funky Kong for the <laughs> for being notoriously broken. Uh, and he's back. Yep. And then we got Pauline from tour because I mean, why not? Pauline is yeah, that's so random. Pauline's becoming a mainstay, so I mean, I'm not against it. And then we got Pichet. I what a disgrace! Uh, 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 no comments. No comments. There's like a hundred different characters you could have chosen at tour, and you chose a skin. Yeah, you chose a skin. They chose a skin. I. They should have put the pixel Donkey Kong Jr. You know what would have been that would have been so cool. <laughs> you know what would have been a, a liter a really interesting final uh, final edition. Gold Mario. <laughs> okay, so you can screw off with that. <laughs> I would have loved for them to have um, Pac-Man, actually. Because there was the one Namco uh, Mario Kart GP. Or, I think that was a... Oh, yeah. There was an arcade game there. And this would have been a yeah, nice homage arcade game. to that game. Eh, maybe it takes a little bit. I think they're kind of just... They're on the tail end. Yeah. They need to get another character... But there's only two more slots left, so I don't know what the player select screen looks like now. Pauline is a skin of Peach. Peachette is a skin of either Peach or Toad. Oh, yeah, wait. Or, no, Funky Kong is a skin of... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how they're going to fit those two in. Pauline, I think, is her own character. Diddy Kong is her own character. You can attach Funky Kong to Donkey Kong. Yeah. And Peachette to... One of the peaches or one of the toads. Yeah. Okay, I guess that works. I guess that works. They're already having a huge roster in that game, so. Unless they just make all the icons smaller and make it an even number. <laughs> that would be disastrous. Which is equally as weird. Yeah, especially when you look at the whole evolution of the Mario Kart 8 roster. That's crazy. Um, but, you know, that was inevitable. We all knew that was going to happen. What we didn't know was going to happen was this final game on the Direct. And especially because of the fact that Super Mario RPG Remake was coming out, nobody knew Nintendo was going to do this because Nintendo's usually really conservative and waits a whole entire year, but they did it. Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door. Remaster? Remake? I don't know. Either way, they're bringing it back with enhanced graphics, but the same gameplay. And apparently, it looks like looks what from what it looks like, they're not changing the story. They're not changing the characters. No censorship. It's the same game. Yeah. Everybody was looking for the noose in the middle of the town square. Everyone's gonna is. look for the noose. Everyone's <laughs> gonna look for the kiss. Everyone's gonna look for I don't know all the all the graffiti. It's all there. It's the same game. And I think some. I think some people have also pointed out there's additional original characters in the areas. Oh. Yeah. That are not in the original. That's which is kind of cool. And that's the thing. Like, I think this game... Um, I know GameCube remasters were really inevitable, but this felt super duper early for something like this. I mean, kind of. This is the one game that people have been dying for. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the one game people talk about. I remember pre, uh, pre-Switch. Yeah. This is the one game people wanted. Yep. Um, I've never played the original. I probably will play I this remake. 
recommend it to you. Even though this was the one game I mentioned I would not be able to go back to, even though I really like it. I 100% recommend this to you. I'm honestly excited that they confirmed a remake of this because it gives us more of a chance to uh, to cry for a Super Paper Mario remake. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would love for it. I would love for that to happen as well. But you know, like, okay, the fact that this exists and the fact that Intelligent Systems was willing to remake this without altering anything, I think, kind of is going to spark a massive debate against. A lot of massive, uh, a lot of massive amounts of backlash and hate against intelligent systems now. All we need to do is vote with our wallets. Yeah. Make sure this game sells well. Yeah. Which it's a Mario RPG, so it probably won't do that well. Yeah. Um, and then we can probably get a remake or a new game in the same style. Please outsell. Uh, what was it called? Origami King. Origami. Yeah. Please outsell the Origami King. Everyone buy this game, please, because I do not want to be stuck. I don't want the series to be stuck in an identity crisis. Speaking on behalf of all Paper Mario fans, I don't want this game to be stuck in an identity crisis anymore. <laughs> this game works, okay? Intelligent Systems needs to realize that they have an intelligent system working. <laughs> That's in their damn name. This game works. What's funny is... What's funny is on Twitter, I saw people just being Twitter. This is just Twitter. This is Twitter being Twitter. And yeah, this is Twitter being Twitter. People are complaining that it looked too similar to the original and it didn't need a remake. Are you kidding me? This looks like the modern games. How are they complaining? How are they this complaining? is the one game they've been asking for the one for like game the last decade. They didn't touch. Okay, this is. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, this is like the same level as people complaining about the Wind Waker with the cell. <laughs> like. Okay, I guess right. you. Know, I guess you really don't like color, like more adding, having more color to your game. You want a little bit more bland, sure. If that's if that it's if that's what if that's what you prefer, you're missing out. I don't know. That's just that's a Twitter thing. That's a, that's an X thing. Yeah, it's also crazy how good the game looks. Yeah, and it kind of just took a lot of the assets or kind of the same style yeah. from Origami King. Yeah. But it still looks very good. It looks really impressive. I was still under the impression that between... Uh, basically, between Super Paper Mario and the future games, yeah. they look very different between each other. But if you look back, they're pretty similar. Uh, yeah, so the main difference was... Um, like, the older games more looked more like cartoon paper, cuts out, paper cutouts, and the newer ones look a lot more like a paper cut, paper craft type of thing. That's true, yeah. So this is a this is a pretty nice blend, actually. I'm I'm really happy. Um, this finally justifies this finally justifies uh, what Paper Mario should look like in the future. Uh, overall, it's a B tier direct. I think B tier direct. Yeah, I think it had it had too much Mario, <laughs> too much Mario, and it was more so informational rather than announcements in that sense. I also have a theory. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting this many Mario games. Yeah. And I think there's a reason. When Nintendo was planning an anniversary for Mario, yep. they were planning the year the anniversary happened, they were going to release a bunch of Mario games. Yep. But the pandemic happened and delayed a bunch of games roughly two years. Oh, it also it also screwed their attendance at the Olympics. 
Yeah. And it delayed true. the really it delayed the opening of Super Nintendo World. Frankly, it delayed a lot of things. It delayed so much <laughs> that it hurt them. Yeah. So my theory is that it delayed so much, so that's why we're getting a bunch of Nintendo games or a bunch of Mario games now. Yeah. Yeah. These probably would have been announced way earlier, like two years. But you know what? Better late than never. I'm glad that they're doing this. Yeah. Um and I think that's it. Yeah. And I guess I guess another one last thing I want to say is the fact that we're getting so many GameCube remasters now kind of makes me think that they're trying to prolong they're at that point where they're trying to prolong the Switch's lifespan. Well, I think it's also that they probably have demographics and the people that grew up with a GameCube yeah. are now old enough to buy a console and have money. That too. Which are basically 90s kids, right? That... Or 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So old. they're playing on nostalgia and it's working. Hey, it's pretty much our age, actually. Yeah. We're... And I'm kind of hyped because if we can get a, a Super Paper Mario remake in like six years, give me. I, they already have my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They already have your money. This 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 shines a this shines a new light on Nintendo because I know I know there's been a couple couple years where it's kind of been a bit of a drought, but you know things are starting to look on the better side now. Thank you for joining us in discussing today's Nintendo Direct. Before we end this episode, we do have some bittersweet news that we'd like to share. The Switch Clicks podcast has journeyed with you for just over three incredible years, and it has been an honor to have you with us throughout this time. However. We've reached a crossroads. After much reflection and consideration, we've made the decision to sunset the Switch Fix podcast. While this marks an end to a cherished chapter, it also signifies the beginning of something new and exciting. The final episode will air on September 27th, and it will be a tribute to the amazing moments, guests, and conversations that have enriched our time on the podcast. We'd love it if you could follow us on X and Threads, listen to future episodes on Spotify, Listen to the remaining episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our other podcasting platforms. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion, and we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks Podcast.